Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Do The Thing dating experiment. All right, guys. Well, we have another amazing Do The Thing community member to introduce to you today. And I am just so excited for you guys to get a chance to meet him because he was the winner of one of our Do The Thing challenges. And the people in the group were so moved by the things he shared and how he really created a space of vulnerability for the community and was also there for the other people as well. And it's amazing when you get to meet someone like that because you really get to see who they truly are on the inside, which I think is really lacking now so much in our society. And so to have someone that's able to be a part of something really wonderful and to give other people the space to open up as well is always just a beautiful thing. And he is joining me on the dating experiment so we could vision cast his future partner that he's going to bring into his life. And so I'm so excited to dive in with him and talk about what he's looking for in a future partner. And so I am welcoming Jeremy to the show. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Stacy. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this. See where it goes. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you here. I'd love to just start off and ask you, why did you decide to be on the Do The Thing dating experiment? What had you excited about being able to do this with me today? Well, I, I guess just to put my perspective on dating out there, a lot of people, when they start out dating, they see the superficial. Most people are on dating sites and websites. And it, to me, it's so superficial as far as you just really go off a profile picture and what someone puts in there. So putting myself out there, actually talking with you about it and telling you my side of how I feel about things. It's a little different for me and it's exciting that I can, I'm able to do that because before the do the thing challenge, I ever discovered it. Yeah. I would never do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do you think's changed now for you that you're excited to be able to do that? I value myself more. I value my opinions, my thoughts, my processes on my goals and with those, I've always had a tendency to put my goals aside in a relationship to make sure my partner's goals were met. And that has bit me in the hind end several times. So I'm more open to, this is what I want. And if you can't meet my expectations where I want, then yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> it's so touching to hear you say that. And I'm almost getting an emotional response right now. <laughs> Because I just feel like that's such a common thing for people to do when they're in a relationship. And then all of a sudden you wake up in 10 years and you're like, what just happened to me and the things that I want? And I think that is the beautiful thing about getting to meet someone again is you're able to just take all that learning and getting that space from it and to be able to really value what you want. Yes. And it is not necessarily like I would take my future partner's goals and put them aside as well. But if you meet someone that's right for you, then your goals are just as important as their goals. My goals are important to me just as well as their goals are important to them. So we work together to reach our goals and then hopefully have goals set together that we can reach together. So. Beautiful. All right, Jeremy, we're all wanting to hear. Tell us about you. Who are you? Me. Well, I'm a 44-year-old father of two. I have a 22-year-old son. I have a 10-year-old daughter. 
She's high functioning and autistic. She's my world. My world revolves around her. When I'm not with her or however, you know, I'm usually wrapped them in work. Or as of lately, I've been doing a lot of extracurricular things. I play co-ed softball on Sundays. I throw cornhole four or five days a week. So I'm, I, I keep myself pretty active because staying at home, being a homebody for me is just not mentally where I want to be. So I'm a good guy. I'm not perfect. Nobody is. But for the right person, I have a big, big heart. So. I'd love to hear about what you do and what you like about what you do. I install exterior lighting. I do a lot of landscape lighting. I love doing, we do holiday lighting or Christmas lighting. I work for a company that is based out of Omaha, Nebraska. Of course, with my company, it's an umbrella. So we go, part of it is exterior lighting and the other part is landscape, fertilization, irrigation stuff. So it's kind of two different businesses all wrapped into one. I am the general manager of the service department. So I'm oversee probably about about seven or eight people and make sure their routes are where they're supposed to go and get their jobs done and stuff like that. It's it's an enjoying job. I love it. I really do. And I have one. For the main company, Blingles, main company that I, our lighting works for, I won best original design for a Christmas house back in November (laughs) over the whole company. So I was super excited. Yeah, I would imagine how rewarding that has to be to be able to do the lighting and then to be able to visually see that you've accomplished something and then to actually enjoy that beauty. It is very much so, very much so. And I love Christmas lights. I do. I'm like in my own house. I'm like Clark Griswold of the Christmas. I've always got a lot of lights. So getting into a job like that, which in the beginning, I had no thought that that's what that job was going to entail. But as we started doing that, I I enjoy it. I really do. Yeah. And it's interesting because as you're talking, I'm thinking in other jobs, it's kind of rare to be able to see a visual representation of the work you do. And that's got to be a really cool part is just constantly being able to see that come to fruition. Yes. A lot of people have a a normal nine to five and they see that they're accomplishing jobs, but a factory job, different people, you know, let's say they make, I don't know, they make household chairs. They can see the visual chair there, but they don't really see it in a home setting and how someone is enjoying that chair with my job, of course, all the exterior lighting that I do, I can envision how the customer wants it and propose to them and they agree. And then once I install it and then when it gets dark out or whatever, we go back and look and adjustments and stuff like that and just, just see the visual differences. It, it is, it's awesome. It is really, really awesome. I'd love to talk about what you like to do for fun. You mentioned cornhole earlier. So if you don't mind just kind of expanding a little bit about what things you like to do for fun. Well, things I like to do for fun as far as I do play cornhole, which I started probably about two years ago and I've progressed and gotten a little bit better. Not the greatest, but I'll give it a whirl. I've played in several ACL tournaments, which are ACL is a pro league for cornhole. I've played in several of those tournaments and have done fairly well. My brother is an ACL pro out of Florida. So 
I get a lot of my lessons from him. <laughs> I do sometimes pass the time. I do, of course, every Sunday I play co-ed softball. It's an adult league for men and women. So this probably be my last year. I'm realizing my knees are I'm getting a little old, so I can't do a whole lot. So, But I, on the other end of it, I love to woodwork. I love to build things. When I'm really just don't feel like building anything, I love to draw. So, anyways, I try to keep myself busy. Of course, my 10 year old daughter keeps me pretty busy as well. She's active in sports and softball and as well. So, what kinds of things do you like to do with her? Oh, we do all kinds of stuff. She loves to go to the beach. We're about an eight hour trip from the beach. So, sometimes we'll take a weekend, drive south down to the Gulf Shores, Alabama, and go to the beach. Yesterday, I actually took her to Jurassic Quest, which is a live animatronic dinosaur exhibit. So they showed all the dinosaurs and they talk about them and stuff like that. She really had a blast. That's where we went yesterday. But she loves to draw too. So me and her will get at the kitchen table and we'll just draw and then we'll compare each other's drawings. <laughs> She'll critique mine and I'll show her different things to do and stuff like that. So, and she's getting really good at it. I'd love to hear about your future partner. What person would you like to bring into your life? Well, that's, I mean, that's kind of a wide open question, Nolan, because I've I've had people in my life before who who at the time thought would be the perfect person that I thought, but didn't end up that way. I'm more open now than what I used to be. As far as my future partner that I see for myself, because I want someone who values my goals just as well as theirs. I have some goals that I've set for myself. I don't want to ever feel like I am less of a person than I am. I don't want to be put in that position where I am treated like a less of a person than I am. And then I want what I bring to the table just as important as what they bring to the table. Somebody who's adventurous, somebody who I keep myself busy right now just because I don't have that person in my life. So if I had that person in my life, I'd probably change my schedule around a lot because I want to spend time with that person. So I probably wouldn't play as much cornhole as I probably wouldn't play as much softball. I probably wouldn't woodwork as much. So someone who loves to laugh, I, I love making people laugh. I'm a jokester of the family. I'm an overthinker, but I am a, I analyze everything from every aspect. I just don't see how someone, if someone makes a comment, I don't immediately jump to how I would normally take it. I kind of analyze it, trying to see, well, they might not have meant it that way. So overthinking can be a good thing, but it can be a bad thing too. Yeah. I'd love to hear what would be your ideal date. Oh, wow. Well, I'm not typical on first dates as far as dinner and a movie. I don't mind going to dinner, first date or something like that. But I usually like to be adventurous and do something different. My ideal first date, I don't know, maybe go ice skating. In the middle of summer, we have skating rings around here that still in the middle of summer, even ice skate. So, or even just a walk in the park, just to talk. I'm at the age of 44 and I don't know, dating is just not what it used to be. Not what it used to be at all. <laughs> what do you wish were different about dating now? I wish people would, for me, now this is not necessarily for everybody else, but I wish people would 
put emotions to the side and be brutally honest. I'm the type of person that I would much rather someone tell me exactly how they feel to my face than try to sugarcoat it. I don't need sugarcoating. <laughs> I'm too old for that. If there's something that's not quite right, just say it. You know what I mean? I can live with it. And I'm not for everybody. I know I'm not. So if I talk to you and we talk and everything's great and we just say it, decide to go on a date and then we go on the date and you just realize I'm not for you, just tell me. Words have never hurt me before. I've never... Blink a dance. Words have never killed me before. So... And then I'll move on and be happy. And I'll actually be happier that someone was on or instead of just sugarcoating things and stuff like that. I really have a hard time believing. I have learned in my past and I have a hard time believing a lot of people's intentions. Because like I've said in many other things before, I really believe actions speak louder than words. What do you think? would help you see that with someone's actions speaking louder than words? I guess if their actions back up the words, pretty much. I mean, well, someone can say they love you and they want to be around you, but yet constantly, yeah, no, I don't want to go out on a date or, hey, I've got plans. We'll have to schedule another date or just I've been in relationships where you know, I've been told that I was loved. and But yet I've been shown that my goals and my values are not important. And I don't believe that's love if you don't put your partner's goals and values as important as your own. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's this different things wanting to go on vacation without me. Just not wanting to enjoy what I enjoy. I believe in relationships that you give and take. Of course, every relationship to give and take in some way or another. But if my partner enjoys walking down the road a mile every day, that's what they enjoy. Well, I might not enjoy that, but I'll do it because it spends time with my partner. Mm -hmm. And if, if I enjoy going going to play cornhole on a Wednesday night or something like that, and necessarily my partner doesn't have to go every time, but. To experience that with me is part, I believe, is parts in relationships. Experience what your partner enjoys doing with them. Whether you like it or not, it's it's still showing, it's an action showing that, hey, you know, I may not like this, but I, I'll go through it because I want to spend time with you. Yeah, I totally get it. You want to have an open mind and you want them to have an open mind to be able to experience the things that you like together and then find the joy in that connection point of doing that activity. Yes. Yeah. I'd also love to hear you mentioned the part about the brutally honest. So I think this comes up with that conflict question, which is how would you like to handle conflict when things come up with this partner? I really believe, firmly believe in communication. Good, bad, the ugly, it doesn't matter. Communication is very important to me, and I think it should be very important in any relationship. Conflicts, depending on what they are, there's some that are minor conflicts. There's some that, well, I don't like the color of this wall, so we're going to have a conflict on what color you want to paint it. To me, that's minor. <laughs> I don't stress about those things. But major conflicts that arise in relationships, I really believe that if you communicate to each other on how you feel and address the situation, I believe you will find a common ground. 
I believe every situation can find a common ground. If there can't be a common ground, then there's give and take. So I'm firm believer that I want this wall gray, but my partner wants it blue and we just constantly just go out about it. Well, maybe let's, let's go to a bluish gray. It makes between the both. And what about something else comes up? How would you like to handle it? If there's something that's major in a major conflict, whether it be, oh, I don't know, words were said out of context, somebody took them some way or something like that. Communication is definitely key again, but sit down and talk about it. I don't believe of just walking away and brushing it under the rug. I don't believe of just getting mad and yelling at each other and just having words for each other because out of anger, words are traded that shouldn't be traded because each one of you is hurt. So you try to hurt the other one and you try to hurt the, and it's just back and forth. I don't believe that you move on without settling an argument. I believe if there's an issue that rises, yeah, you may step away from each other for a little bit just to think about it, whether or not. For me, I think about, okay, well, how do I take that argument? What do I value in that? And then, okay, well, I know my partner well enough to know what perspective are they looking at it from? Mm -hmm. And I look at it through myself. And then I would address my partner, hey, however, I understand your perspective. And it's not my job to control their perspective at all. But I'm more understanding to know that, yeah, my perspective is my perspective and no one else's. So I would try to explain my perspective to my partner. And hopefully they would receive it as the same way as I would receive their perspective. I would love to also hear, what would you like to bring into a relationship? Me, what else? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I bring, uh, as far as what I bring into a relationship, I bring a hardworking individual that will do anything outside the home to provide or anything inside the home to provide. I'm a jack of all trades. I fix lots of things myself. I do not believe that one is above the other. I do not believe I am below anybody. It's hard right now being the age that I am and dating in my generation, I would say it's hard, difficult because of my 10 year old daughter. Lots of people around my age have kids that are grown and moved out and on their own. Some even have grandkids and stuff like that. So I live a cautious life with that. My daughter is very, very important to me. And hopefully my partner will understand that. I'm not the one that just, oh, I've got a daughter. You want to meet her after the first date? No, it's, she's like very secret to me as far as I keep her out of the loop for a while until I realize because I don't want... I don't want her growing up saying, no, that's okay for daddy to go out on dates, a whole bunch of different people. And that's not the case, but you just never know who you're going to find out in the world. So I'd love to hear, we talked about your ideal date. I'd love to hear about what your dream date would be. And this could be a weekend, a week, money's no object, <laughs> time's no object. What would you want to do with this person? Money and time was no object. I just want to 
I would like to take a map of the world and just throw a dart and wherever it lands, just go there, just visit there. Now, whether we visit there a day or two or whatever, it doesn't matter. Just fly there and visit, see some of the sites that's there. And then after a couple of days, do it again, wherever it lands, just go. I'm very big on light to see things I've never seen before. I want to go to Africa. I want to see wild elephants and, and all of them. And I want to go to Rome and see all the sights to see. And I'd even like to go to China and see the Great Wall. So I just want to do things that I've never done before. Be adventurous and just, and it doesn't matter. Or even a simple one that even if money was a minor, just get the car and just pick a direction. And when you get to an intersection that's T in the road, you flip a coin. Heads you go right, tails you go left. And you just drive that road until you've got a T in the road. And you do it again until you get to somewhere that's you've never been or it's getting late. You're getting tired. You stay in a hotel room and just get up the next morning and do it again for a weekend. Yeah, just finding that adventure, the joy and the spontaneity of the moment and pretty much all the options that could be there for you. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd love to also hear, you kind of mentioned about your typical day in terms of work and then maybe cornhole and mm -hmm. things like that. I'd love to just kind of hear how you resource yourself. How do you come back to yourself when you've had a busy day at work and what's kind of your typical day like in that way? Well, I drive an hour back and forth to work. It's a pretty two-lane country road. So lots of times I, during that hour, uh, I usually call my daughter. And I usually like to talk to her and hearing about her day just makes me realize that it doesn't matter what I went through that day. It just that doesn't matter at all. You know what I mean? Just listening how she's learning so much in school and meeting friends. And then she tells me about she's mad at one friend and mad at another friend and then happy with that other friend again. And it's just usually those times. But it uh, brings me back to reality that no matter what I go through at work, whether it's a good day or whether it's a bad day, it humbles me to know that it could be a lot worse, but yet it's just so minor. My 10 year old daughter, she's, she's very emotional. So when she loses a friend for some other reason, you know, how little kids are, she's very upset about it. And for me to kind of try to relate to that just makes me know that, you know what? Yeah. I might have accidentally cut a power line at work or a phone line when I was digging or something like that. But you know what? That's nothing. <laughs> that can be repaired. So that's how usually I unwind. When I'm in cornhole, I get frustrated sometimes just when my bags just, just doesn't quite fly right. <laughs> I just kind of humble myself and realize that I can't get that bag back. So just calm down and relax. I'm not a drinker. I'm not a smoker. I'm not a, anything else. So. I don't use anything else to kind of calm me down, but just realizing what my 10 year old daughter goes through for her, it's really emotional. So nothing I can go through personally in a normal work day is worth the stress. So I have a very easy ways to just let it go. And what do you think helps you let it go? So in addition to talking to your daughter, how do you come down from that kind of day? So when you get home, what are you typically doing? By the time I get home, I'm, I'm not stressed out about work. I'm not this, that, and the other. I'm usually 
doing things that I need to do around the house. You know, I'm a single guy. I get my daughter every week in her this, that, the other, and or sometimes throughout the week. So, but usually I'm home alone. So I've got a, a fairly, it's not a big house, but it's a, it's a decent sized house. And <laughs> granted, I don't mess it up, but to me, it's always dirty. So <laughs> I'm always doing something with it. So <laughs> cleaning it, mowing grass. I've got a lot of land I got to mow. So that's usually keeps me busy. I've learned over the years to just let stuff go. There's not really anything I do in particular to let things go. There's not a routine. I don't have a routine of just calming down or meditating or anything like that. My biggest thing has always been it ain't cancer. It's not going to take my birthday away. So I like that. It sounds like you really have a capacity for task driven things where you can complete it and then it feels good and you're able to like keep going that way. Oh, yes. And when I'm given a task, I try to get it done as correct and as fast as possible just because I, for myself, I really enjoy when I fix things or something happens and I have to fix it or I have a water break underneath the house. So I have to, okay, well, yeah, I'm kind of dreading it at first, but then I, okay, well, I got to get my coveralls on, I got to get the parts I need. I go underneath there and I fix it and everything's running right. And I'm just like, I'm on top of the world. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I also would love to hear, what is something about you that is hard for people to see from the outside? So when you're going on a couple dates, they just don't know. They're not able to see it yet because they don't know you well enough. I'm a sensitive person. I take a lot of heart. I am a man. I am a guy and I am capable of doing guy things and stuff like that, but I'm, I'm not an arrogant person macho man walking around thinking I'm better than anybody else as well. So my sister will make a comment and I'll think about it for a couple of days and I'll, then I'll address her about it. Hey, what did you mean? She tells, she'll say, Jeremy, stop. She says, you're just so sensitive. <laughs> just because of people, you may say something or somebody may say something to me and mean it a certain way, but I take it a certain way. But it's not how they meant it. And instead of, instead of me all the time just jumping, hey, blah, 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 arguing or whatever, I kind of analyze it a little bit. But yet, I guess that's part of me is I analyze everything when it comes to people talking to me. And I also, I'm a sensitive guy. But on the other hand, the way I see it is in relationships, you might get flowers for no apparent reason. Or you might get a card for no apparent reason. You might get dinner when you come home from work for no apparent reason. This just because I enjoy doing things like that for my person I am with. So, Yeah, I think what I'm hearing you say is that going back to that brutal honesty, what's really cool about that, you saying that sensitive piece is that so many people can hear something the wrong way and then they can create a story about it. And then all of a sudden, the relationship dynamic has changed. And honestly, that's where the eggshells start to form. So what you're looking for is when you hear something a certain way, you want to be able to at least acknowledge the way that you heard it and see if the story that you are taking from it is how they meant it. And so I think it kind of goes back to that. It's just being able to just have completely transparent, open communication. So then neither side is creating something that isn't even there. Yes. And another part of that is what I struggle with also is if someone was to say something to me, my partner, and 
for me, I take it a certain way. Now, they could be brutally honest with me, but then when I bring it up that, hey, this is how I took this, is to me, this just ain't right. And then they're like, oh, well, I didn't mean it that way. How do I know they didn't mean it that way? Just because they said they didn't mean it that way? So there's where I struggle with sometimes as far as I wish there was some just brutal honesty. Yeah. And actually, let's kind of add to that question. And we talked about what do you want to bring in a relationship? I also want to hear how do you want to show up for someone? Well, how do I show up? I mean, I'll show up with compassion. I'll show up with the knowledge that I know that your goals are just as important as mine. And as we progress in a relationship and become, we're going to have goals of ourselves, goals for ourselves that we set together. I'm the type of person that'll work hard and do whatever I need to do to help us reach those goals as fast as possible so we can set new goals. I believe I have, I have goals now that are way up here, but I have smaller goals here that once I reach those smaller goals, it gets me closer to the bigger goal. Mm -hmm. But what I bring is someone that's going to value your opinion, value your thoughts, value your situation because everybody's different. Someone who's going to try to understand your past, but I'm a believer that when it comes people at my age in the dating world has had past relationships. I mean, very uncommon to find someone who has it, but has had past relationships that has made them kind of who they are today. Well, I've also, I don't, in a sense, their past relationships has nothing to do with me and my past relationships has nothing to do with them. So just in that sense, I don't care about your past. I care about our future. Yes. We've, we've all been heartbroken. We've all said that we were loved in some cases shown that we were loved. And over time we're in this position because actions didn't speak louder than words. So. I am firm believer that if I say I love you and I say I want to be with you, I'm going to show you that. Yeah. And I think it's such a good point. I mean, for everyone listening, whether you're looking for a relationship or not, the more you bring up the past and the more that's there, the less space there is for the future. So the more that's cleaned up and that responsibility is owned is when you can really have the capacity to love like you want. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe that. It takes two to make a relationship work, and it takes two to make it fail. I know in my past relationships, I've made mistakes. There's things I could have even done different. I own that. I'm not perfect. I know mistakes I made. I know the mistakes my ex-partners have made. But those mistakes that I've learned over the years made me realize who I am and what I need to do as far as my future relationship. I'd love to hear what a few of your goals are. Oh, wow. Uh, well, I want to buy more land around me. <laughs> That's one big goal. I bought my 10 acres right now, my house in 10 acres uh, two years ago. Pretty cheap. So I almost have it already paid off. I got it really good. I'm wanting to buy some more land next to me. It's another 10 acres and I wanted to get some horses. Because my daughter loves horses and I love riding horses and stuff like that. That's my main goal right now. I'm focusing on that. 
with all my other minor goals as far as with work. I'm wanting to progress to get more business out there with my job. We do a landscape lighting job. Yeah, I'm done with that customer. So I've got to find another one. So uh, I'm going out to builders and doing things with that and trying to get business in, which is going pretty good. With my daughter, every day is a new goal with her as far as teaching her new things, getting her to do things on her own and stuff like that. Being, I say high-functioning autistic, but yet she's 10 years old, but she's, it's like she's six years old. So there's things she's got to learn and it's very difficult and stuff like that. So every day is a new goal to try to teach her something new. So that's, that's a constant goal that I always have. As far as my future with a partner, I want to find somebody who's willing to put in the effort that I do. That's a goal. And it's not going to be, everybody talks about 50-50 relationships. I think it's 100-100. Some days I'm going to be 80 and some days I'm going to be 20. But that's when my partner needs to be the opposite. Someday my partner is going to be 20 and I'm going to be 80. So. I'd love to hear where you want to meet this person. If you had your dream of where this person would come out of the universe. <laughs> wow. I mean, there's just so many. I've never really thought about where. Just, you know, <laughs> when is usually the question that's asked. When? <laughs> no, but where? I don't, I don't know. I guess. I guess I'd have to say at a cornhole tournament because I play cornhole a lot. Uh, some people say I play it too much, but no, I don't. So if I was at a cornhole tournament and this person just comes up, sometimes they're blind draws. If I get partnered with somebody and they'll be like, hey. <laughs> and it makes it a lot easier if they enjoy something you already enjoy doing. So, Yeah. Well, I'd love to have this be a time where you can talk to this future person and... <laughs> And tell her how to reach out to you and if there's anything else you want to add when you're saying this part. Wow. Thanks for putting me on the spot, Stacey. <laughs> and for anyone that is not watching and you're listening, Jeremy is blushing right now. <laughs> In a great way. Um, that's a first, I have to say. Hi, my name is Jeremy Refford. I'm a workaholic, but I'm also enjoy life. I do have children. One of them still at home. Unfortunately, it'll be a while before we meet her. Wow, I'm adventurous. I love going out, exploring new things, antique shops, furniture. I love woodworking. Uh, I'm very open-minded to anything. I'm very open to try new things, whether it be skydiving. Somebody wants to go skydiving. I don't have an issue trying it. I'm not afraid of much. Yeah, I'm kind of lost for words. You kind of put me on the spot there, Stacey. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> as far as like online dating, I don't know. I'm not into the online dating thing. I'm religious, but I'm not. I don't go to church all the time. I won't say that. I won't go all the time and stuff like that, but I believe and I pray and stuff like that. I don't doubt anybody's religions. I'm open-minded to anything. So, but as far as online dating, yeah, I'm not on any website, so you can't find me there. <laughs> I guess meeting my future person would have to be just whenever. I believe when God's plan is for someone to meet me, they can meet. I do have Facebook, so if someone ever wanted to reach out to me, they could. I'm very friendly. I'm not hateful. I'm not shallow. I'm... Yeah, and so if someone was to reach out to you on Facebook, 
how would you want them to reach out to you? So here's some examples. So we have had Pamela on the show and she's an author and she had said, oh, tell me what book you're reading. Mike, your other do the thing champion, he had said, what kind of music would you like? So just is there any anything they should say as they're reaching out to you that would strike your interest? <laughs> I would have to say what your biggest adventure you want to be. What is one? <laughs> Everybody talks about bucket lists. I don't think I'm there yet. But <laughs> if, if you would have a bucket list, what would be your number one thing? What is the number one thing you really want to do before that time comes? Why haven't you done it yet? <laughs> oh, I like that question. Yeah. Why haven't you done it yet? Oh, I like that. I'm actually planning a bucket list challenge. So that's actually really good. I'm going to want to use that in the challenge, that comment. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything coming alive for you right now after this conversation? Really? Just I hope my opinions realize to people that, hey, this guy does think of like me. Whether this guy does, wait a minute. He might not be the wealthiest man in the world, and he might not be, but yeah, his thought process is a lot like mine, you know, because as a guy, we're always taught, yeah, keep your feelings to the side. They don't matter. I heard a lot growing up is only women, children, and dogs are loved unconditionally. A man is only loved in the condition that he provides. And it's rough knowing that being a guy <laughs> for me it, so I just don't think it's like that anymore for me it's not if that's the relationship that somebody wants yeah I'm only gonna love Jeremy for what he provides then yeah that's not a relationship I want mm -hmm. yeah it seems like you're really getting in tune with where you're at now and what you're looking for which is great that's what's great about personal growth you get yeah. to new levels yes very much so and I started to do the thing challenge find your voice and i i guess ever since then it's been all uphill it's been all uphill there's been some points where i've hit a plateau but then i battled myself from going back uphill a lot of people say they need a relationship or they need that companionship they need to have someone in their life and i've realized i don't need it i don't have to have that i want it and I want that companionship and I want that communication and I want that love and passion and stuff like that. But I've built my circle, how I am now, my land, my house, my children, my job, my career, the things I enjoy. So I want someone to enjoy that with me. I don't have to have that. And I believe before the do the thing challenge that I joined, I was always, well, I, I need a relationship. I need to feel that love. I need to feel that companionship. I need to, I've realized that's not the way it should have been because that's not fair to me and that's not fair to my partner either. Yeah. I'm so excited that we were able to do this today, Jeremy. This has been, it's been so yeah. great to, yeah, I get a chance to talk to you and I'm just really excited to see just your continued growth and the challenges. And I'm excited that we were able to do this together too, because I think it really speaks to who you are and by people being able to see you be vulnerable and open, I think it just opens the space for other people too. I think it does too. And I, I'm hoping that because I'm starting to be open more about myself and how I feel that for one, there's other men out there that kind of felt the same way I felt and can realize that, Hey, you know, I don't need to be a shell and keep it in. 
And then on the other hand, I hope there's partners out there that, hey, my partner's emotions and feelings are just as important as mine. Just because he's a man doesn't mean he doesn't have feelings. It kind of helps speak it out loud in a way that is not always spoken. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Not. Thanks so much for doing this with me. And for the listeners, thanks for joining the Do The Thing dating experiment. Here's to meeting someone in a whole new way.